Blue Gold Sports is rich in tradition and excellence. It's about the athletes, the coaches, the games, and the history. And it all rolls into one place. It's the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Your official UWO Claire Blue Golds podcast. Episode 3 of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Kicking off right now. Dan here, Nick sitting across from me on the table. Good morning. How you doing, bud? We are rocking. Yeah. We're rolling. Absolutely, no man. pun intended. <laughs> oh man, it's been busy. It's got. It sounds like it's going to be a little bit more busier coming up here too, with cross country kicking off or running off or starting. I don't know what the. No pun intended there. After <laughs> after, geez, we're off to a hot start. Right, exactly. After Saturday, yeah, every single fall sport will be pretty much in season. And yeah. And at full full throttle. So. Because I was it uh, in the last episode you were kind of talking about maybe pre, was it this weekend or next weekend where you're just going to be running around like a chicken with your head cut oh, off? It's, yeah, it's this weekend. Yeah, um, f- nobody has an excuse for for an off day on Saturday yeah. uh, with football. Uh, both soccer teams are at home. Volleyball is hosting a tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, tennis has a home match. Yeah, it's. This weekend, it's 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 going to be crazy around Eau Claire, but yeah. it's good because we like to see our teams at home, and we like that home field advantage and home court or whatever, yep. whatever the sport you know yep. you call it. And yeah, next weekend it dies down a little bit selfishly. So, <laughs> but hey, get through this weekend, and mm-hmm. yeah, we'll yeah. be we'll be rocking. Awesome. So uh, just to kind of give everybody a little bit of a tease on what's coming up, because in our second segment we always talk with a coach or. Or athlete, and this will be the first time we talk with a couple athletes coming yeah. up here. Yeah, I had a pairing from uh, women's cross country, uh, Christy Foreman, Morgan Dahl, uh, a couple seniors on, mm-hmm. on the cross country squad that are, I mean, they are fantastic. They're they're so fun to, fun to be around, and that mm-hmm. team, that culture is, is just unmatchable. And yep. kind of dive, dove in a little bit into, you know, a little bit of what they kind of expect for the, for the season, but also kind of, you know, their background and I mean you and I both loaded to it we're definitely not of the running <laughs> no. of that of that running world <laughs> so kind of just learning a little bit you know about what they think about mm-hmm. and what they do pre-race and got yeah. it into a little bit of you know some traditions and stuff like that so yeah definitely excited to, to see them compete and perform this year unique in the aspect too that technically they're in two sports with cross country and track and field so it's like no off season right really for them too and you know they as you mentioned they are seniors so they've been doing this for a few years here too so it was really unique and in, in that aspect to, to kind of go over like what their daily life is and and the fact that they're both nurses going to nursing school right. too with that schedule that well they especially have. with the nursing program here at uw Eau claire being so you know prestigious like mm-hmm. Not only are they going through that, they're full-time athletes in the fall, full-time athletes in the winter, full-time athletes in the spring. Right. And they're, you know, college students. Like, I, I don't know how they do it, Yeah, hats off to them. They they knock it out of the park. And Well, I think it was it, uh, in one of our previous episodes, we talked about the passion of those D3 athletes, right. right? That's what it all comes down to, and I don't think there's a better definition than with those two ladies. Exactly. And okay. I think they they definitely just – it's very similar to, to what our coaches bring is they mm-hmm. are – the definition of being a blue gold and mm-hmm. day in and day out they just exemplify that that passion and, and that, yeah. that willingness to to want to work and and strive for excellence so right yeah great little interview that we had with them uh definitely want to get them back on i was texting with them afterwards and they were like we thought it was going to be like a like a grilling session like, oh, like something like that i was like oh no like i'm sorry if we didn't set it up like that like no just a fun little sit down and sit down interview so yep. we'll definitely have to have those two back on you know later in the season maybe once, once track gets rolling and, yeah and going from there, because that's, that's the other thing. It's like it's not just those two that do right. 
do both cross country track. There's a lot of cross country athletes that are right in indoor track and outdoor track, and it's, and I think it's so cool too that the coaches from both cross country and track and field, you know, Chip and Dan and such, they help out each other with those two programs. Chip and Dan, I mean, they're a dynamic duo. Yeah. Dan coaching cross country uh, with his wife Marcy, and, and mm-hmm. Chip's right there as his assistant. And then as soon as track season comes into play, they kind of flip and. Yep. Um, you know, not Chip doesn't do like Christy and, and Morgan said. Chip doesn't do as much coaching as far as when it comes to cross country. Does more like the operations, like we're hosting regionals, and mm-hmm. Chip's already blowing up my inbox about <laughs> you know materials that we need and stuff like that, which is great. He's on top of things, and that's what we need. Right. You know, it's not until November, but you know, better to do it now than yeah. you know when we get into the thick of things. Well, when a national champion coach is you know kind of asking you for stuff too, you know, you probably listen a little bit, right? Oh yeah. Oh, bit. definitely. <laughs> oh, and, and with those two, it's always like they. They, they're just they're they're the best they're mm-hmm. they're awesome and, and they do such a good job and whenever you, I do see an email from them I get a little worried I was like uh, okay what's going on but <laughs> yeah it's been it's been great and, and you know it's vice versa when it comes to track season yeah chips pretty chip pretty much has has the wheel and Dan's there to help you know coach the distance and takes care of a little bit more operations and mm-hmm. yeah it's those two we've we've lucked out and yeah you know it's why they've had so much success for how long mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and it's uh it kind of fits into our conversation too where they were talking about uh there are two guests you know in high school you know different coaches all the time in high school you know it seemed like they had multiple coaches whereas you know what to expect here when, when you're with the blue golds that right continuity exactly you know, with there so yeah it's you know from the from the day you start getting recruited or, or start talking with the coaches to mm-hmm. the day you finish your last race it's it's the same. Yep, exactly. So before that, though, let's kind of uh, recap on uh, in the last time we chatted, so in the last week or so. Where do you want to lead things out? I know volleyball. We had uh, uh, Wyack Athlete of the Week. Uh, was it uh, Sheridan? Uh, yeah. Was named Wyack Athlete of the Week there? Yeah, volleyball was out, out at Augsburg this weekend. Uh, played a couple matches. Uh, number 18, Gustavus. Mm-hmm. Who, that was a rematch of the um, NCAA first round last year. Um, I mean, we came out. You know, maybe not as strong as we would have liked to, mm-hmm. uh, down 2-0. But, you know, to come back and, and even up that match at, at 2-2, two sets apiece, mm-hmm. it was, I mean, I was I was following along online, and it was, I was talking, Jason, our AD was actually over there, Jason, and he was like, it, the first two sets, completely different story from the second two. Mm-hmm. So for them to come back and, and you know, kind of make a game of it, and fourth, fifth set, fifth set was, was great. Um you know, unfortunately, they ended up you know coming up short in that one. But mm-hmm. Gustavus always has a has a great squad, and, and their coach Roe is 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 they're very good friends with our coaching staff. And right, and Gustavus has been around for you know kind of been in our wheelhouse for a while, right? Yeah. Whether it's NCAA's last year, um, two years ago when we made the championship run, they came to our regional, and and so they got a good squad over there. So it's the, it's those teams that if you can pl- can play well, you kind of know. That's how you can kind of measure where you are in the season, right? Um, and then, yeah, you played played a Warburg team um, that might not have been as strong as in years past, but you know you get up on them two zero very quickly, and they actually ended up making a comeback in the third to force you know a fourth set. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure if not sure if people looked, but we were actually down fifteen to one, or no, sixteen to one in the fourth set, <laughs> and it, we they came back. Yeah. Bugles came back, and it, it's that it's that never quit mentality. And right, just talking with the coaches, like they were like, we there wasn't much coaching as far as the athletes knew what needed to happen, and it was kind of just saying, "All right, mm-hmm. this is this is your opportunity to show us." And went on a sixteen four run and put it away. Yeah, so, 
That's awesome. So, as you kind of mentioned, too, uh, some of the stuff coming up uh, for, for uh, the Blue Golds home meets this weekend. So, yeah. Uh, um, volleyball opens. Volleyball, yep. yep. Volleyball opens tonight against Bethel. Um, and then they host their tenth annual, the tenth annual uh, Sandy Schumacher Memorial Tournament, presented Which is always by a big one. Nike East Bay mm-hmm. or Nike BSN Sports. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I'll get it. I swear, it just rolls off the tongue. It does. <laughs> um, so yeah, they got we got three courts going on this weekend, uh, six matches. So eighteen yeah. eighteen college volleyball matches going to be played up in McPhee and Olson this weekend. So. Stop on by. Anybody can come by and watch, right? Yeah, anybody can come can come by. Uh, definitely, there's some there's some definite good teams, uh, some YAC teams, some mm-hmm. UW schools in there. So it's it'll be a, it'll be a good time, and that's just you know a little part of what's happening this weekend. Right, so. exactly. Uh, do you want to hit up soccer? Yeah, uh, hit up soccer um, here because I was kind of following online and looked like some come from behind uh, victories uh, from from this past weekend too. Yes, holy cow! Uh, women's soccer mm-hmm. getting it getting it done on, on their home turf. Right, you know, a couple big key wins, especially playing back to back days. Mm-hmm. Uh, ran into the coaching staff Monday, I believe. Yeah, it was Monday, and I mean they're playing you know three games in a matter of six days. Like that's that's that's, a lot. that's unheard of. Yeah, and you know to come away with two wins, and especially the the Saint Norbert game to come back come from behind. Like that's. Mm-hmm. It's that's awesome, right? And they're unfortunately they're, they're you know missing some key players due, due to injury, mm-hmm. which, which happens, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, women women's women's team's rolling. They got a big one this weekend on Saturday, uh, facing Wartburg, mm-hmm. uh, regional ranked opponents. Like uh, it's it's going to be a big big game, and glad it's it's here. Right, little home uh, home field advantage. Oh, there. for sure. Because mm-hmm. I mean, not to not to you know make anybody mad, but who wants to travel down to Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know too many people who are like that. I'll I'll, I'll back you up there. Uh, so. Softball coaches Leslie Robin, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I know you're both you both hold Iowa near and dear to your heart, but that's I've I've done that trip and yeah. no thanks. Well, coach, uh, you know, Coach Yangle's been around a while too because he was, uh, you know, when I was in school, he was he was coaching there too. You talk about a lot of the coaches, you know, with, with the Bluegills, a lot of these guys or gals have. St- Stuck or stud around, you know, stayed here again. Another it. veteran coach that just knows how to knows what it takes to win, and mm-hmm. and I mean, quietly has been having, you know, has been having continued success. They're WIAC runner ups last year, and I don't mm-hmm. think too many people, you know, kind of realize that. And they're sitting, they're sitting with a with a pretty nice record. Yep. Um, you know, just the just the one loss to to St. Kate's, which was an unfortunate own goal at home, but mm-hmm. like they're they're rolling. Right. I actually have a coach Yango story. When I was in school, it's not very good, but I do have one. Do you want to um, say it, or do you want to wait a, well, until we I get him on the pod? Because he was, you know, an advisor. You know, mm-hmm. you sign yeah. up for your advisors and that. So I went outside the door. I don't know if they still do it, but it was like outside the door, and you sign up for a time or something like that. So signed up, and you know, went to to my appointment and such, and we we're talking about five minutes. Found out as his wife was actually my advisor. It wasn't Coach uh, Coach Django, <laughs> so that was that was good. We're like, really? did he at least did he at least help you though, or it did was, he tell you right out right off the gate? It was kind of it was really quick because it was very confused conversation to, <laughs> to begin with. You know, like I was asking about you know credits and classes, and we're just kind of like, well, yeah, and finally figured out. Oh, it was it was Tracy was was my advisor. Oh, and so. Sean's so kind hearted, so yeah. I'm sure he just he let you kind of just start things off, and yep. I'm sure he knew right away, but kind of eased it. Yeah, in. that's hilarious. so it was a little awkward. <laughs> That was a little awkward. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh man! So, uh, and then uh, uh, men's soccer. Yeah, big, big, 
big important win uh, on Monday against Northland. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know the seven score. to nothing was it? Uh, yeah, I think and it was. I mean, a two zero at half probably could have been you know three or four mm-hmm. um, in the first half, but um, that was a big, big key win, especially for their confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came off a, coming off a loss against Chicago, which if anybody watched. Uh, Definitely, they did not deserve to lose that number one team in the nation. Mm-hmm. They're up one one nothing at half. Blue Golds controlled that game for 70, 70 minutes. Like it was, it was fantastic to watch. Mm-hmm. And then it was just you know, couple couple goals that bounced didn't bounce our way. And one one kid hit a goal of his life from thirty seven yards out. Like stuff you see in the English Premier League right. and, <laughs> and on a video game, right? right? Yep. So. Yeah, score score that game definitely does not represent uh, what's what the the story of the game was, but it was it was kind of it was kind of cool to see that we can, you know, we can we can hang we can mm-hmm. hang around with the top dogs. Absolutely, and that's kind of you were kind of talking about that uh, last week too, previewing that game uh, coming up here. So yeah, you mentioned you know, I'm sure there a lot of people have the mindset you know no moral victories or anything like that but that's got to be something that you know like as you, as you mentioned hanging with them having to lead you know for for that long that could pay dividends down the line here later on in the season right well and and for a team that probably averaged jeez i'd have to say i don't know the stats right in front of me but probably averaged three or four goals a game last year mm-hmm. you know they put up seven against Glasgow in their first in their home in the first game and then they only scored two goals in their neck combined in their next three. So, like, to put up seven against Northland to kind of get them back to their, their scoring ways. Because right. there was definitely chances, you know, against McAllister and Superior. They just, for whatever reason, ball just couldn't find the back of the net, whether mm-hmm. it was hitting posts or just mishitting, mishitting the ball a little bit. So, right. again, getting that, you know, I think there's always room for moral victories, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and just, just to get back into, you know, into their scoring ways, so mm-hmm. uh, they have a big game again uh, back at home this weekend, Saturday against Beloit. Um, not a team they're too familiar with, um, but you know they'll they'll come to play and they'll come to play fast and right. And they're still hungry. Yeah, uh, football. I know we got a tough game for football coming up. Uh, is it uh, number eighteen Bethel? Yes, uh, ranked here coming to Carson Park. So Blue Golds uh, coming off of a loss against Co College, one and one on the season. So another. Uh, Tough test, but hey, at least it's at Carson Park. Right. Every anytime you can you can bring them back bring them back home is is yep. what we want, right? And you know, let's not forget it wasn't that long ago that we brought a ranked opponent in St. Thomas here at Carson Park and yep. Blue Golds came away with the W. Yep. Um last Saturday, you know, again, another one of those score definitely didn't necessarily represent what the game was. Right. Um I like, I have a phrase I like to say, don't box score scout. No. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You really can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our opponents can. Right. Yeah, Bethel, go ahead and do that. Right. Yeah, box yep. scores. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. But it's it, it, again, it's just they're they're battling with some injuries too, and um, you know, you take out the the first half, and that's a seventeen fourteen game. Mm-hmm. That's we hung around with them in the second half, so yep. It'll be yeah, it'll be interesting going, especially Bethel coming off a very very weird loss to Warbird six sixteen two. Mm-hmm. You know, returning yeah. PAT and. They, that was yeah. I watched a little bit of that game. That was so. It, it should be a fun one. Um, hopefully the colors don't clash too much. We <laughs> that's have de- right. Definitely a lot of blue and gold in yeah, the stands. That's right. Um, but yeah, it'll be. And it's the. It's also blue gold welcome. So it's this entire week is blue gold welcome week for the. That's university. right. Because this is the. Uh, 
where you're doing a 2008 softball team, right? Yes. So, this game? Yep. So uh, we're honoring the 2008 National Championship softball team mm-hmm. um, at halftime out at football. Um, but then the university is doing a welcome week for the students and stuff and stuff like that. So there's a couple other activities, tailgate. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for the first game, for those that went, tailgate wasn't as prominent um, because the city had something else going on gotcha. in that space. And so we were just like, oh, we'll just shift everything to the second home game. And mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be packed. It's yes. going to be a packed house. So B&B will show up in force. They'll come, come mm-hmm. ready to, you know, scream their lungs out, which we always appreciate and love. And yep. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good good weekend. Now, I think correct me if I'm wrong, but is our uh, friend who, if she's listening right now, was Jill a part of that team? That 2018, she was. That's what I thought too. Yeah, Jill. I thought Jill was part of that. Team, yes, that 2018. Yeah. So maybe he had the game winning. That's right. Game winning yeah. hit. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I know I mentioned uh, one of my former high school classmates was on that team, but then the more I thought about it, I thought Jill was on that team too. So, so. for those of us, for those of you that might not know, Jill Millis, former SID, my boss, my mentor, my mm-hmm. you know, I owe her a lot. And Jill, if you're listening, shout out you. You're you're <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah. Hit a game-winning home run against none other than UW Whitewater. That's right. Nobody likes purple. Yeah. So um, that was that was sweet. So. Mm-hmm. I, she she doesn't talk about it much. I've dug up the video a couple times and <laughs> and reminded her. So well, you might yeah. have to dig it up again for for this weekend. I wish. Twitter or I wish. Like well, yeah. if there was like a huge there, they're supposed to, for when we bring football back at campus, kind of giving everybody a little inside inside scoop here. Um, there's talks about putting a video board out at Simpson Field. Mm-hmm. I wish there was one at Carson this weekend. Because that would be cool. as soon as they would announce it, I'd I'd make sure that we play that that tape of that home run. Well, that crowd would get going. Oh right gosh, there. yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah, Jill Jill might not like me for it, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's that for place the blue would gold, go nuts. Jill, come on, now. right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, and then and then yeah, kind of just rolling like we said. Cross country starts out at St. Olaf. Uh, women's tennis hosts Whitewater. Mm-hmm. Um, women's tennis, they're off to. You know, again, they quietly sweep, just sweep other, River yeah. Falls, sweep yep. Stout. You know, they're off to a, a great start in, in their WIAC campaign. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they again, they have Whitewater this weekend, which will be definitely a, a big test for them, and mm-hmm. kind of will be a measuring stick as it is year after year, as far as you know, kind of a two-headed race for for the conference between us and Whitewater. So. Right. Yeah, plenty. I know golf had a good uh, past uh, weekend there too. Some solid results, yeah, uh, as well. So. Yeah, uh, the the women, you know, took eighth. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're slowly but surely uh, making improvements. Um, mm-hmm. They're out at the D three Classic, um, out in Hastings this weekend. Uh, the men um, host their their the Frank Rigglesworth here mm-hmm. in town Sunday and Monday. Um, and they actually got some good. They got some good competition. I think some Badgers are coming. Ooh, wow! Okay. Some individuals. So some some nice. D one talents. Yeah. Here in Eau Claire, coming to coming to play. And the 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 tournament that the men played in this past weekend um, is the men's Minnesota Classic, um, okay. hosted by Bethel. And that one isn't just D three. They have two two basically two tournaments. One's a D one tournament. One's a D three tournament. But then they allow the D one teams to bring individuals that play with the D three guys. Okay. We had like three or four athletes who beat up on some of the D1 athletes. Awesome. For golf. So, like, our, yeah. So, our B team and our A team were both top five and, mm-hmm. and had a great showing out there for their the start of their season. So, you know, that's kind of going back to our baseball conversation with Patrick last week about, you know, the high school talents uh, with baseball around here. 
Chippewa Valley and Eau Claire's got some really good high school golf talent too oh, yeah. over here too. I, oh, yeah. I know you're a golfer too, so you you know that. But yeah, there's a lot. Not of as good. good as them, of course. Doesn't but. that frustrate you? I'm sorry, <laughs> but when I see 15, 16 year olds <laughs> shooting under par, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? A lot of things I'm doing wrong, but well, man, and, that's... and even like even at the I, I was helping out at the women's tournament this past weekend, and I'm like, I it was one of the first times I've been to a golf course and haven't swung a club, and then mm-hmm. they start coming in with their scorecards, and it's like. It's like 70s, low 80s, yeah. and I'm just like, what do I need to do to, <laughs> right. to, to do this? Like, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my. And I'm reading some of these scores. Like, I'm, you know, we're on the air or something like that. I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, to shoot some of those scores that these youngsters. And I think that's a credit, too, though. You know, look at how many great courses we have in our area. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the, the ability to go out there and, and, and play those courses. I right. think it pays huge dividends. Oh, yeah. So, but... Yeah, definitely a lot of good talents around our area. That's for sure. It is, and it's it just keeps getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so should we just get to it? Bring in the the two ladies. Yeah, and talk sure. a little cross country here as we get. Uh, so this is their first meet coming up uh, this weekend. Yeah, they had their alumni meet last week. Okay, or this past weekend. Okay. Um, and it just it's more of like a, it's like a scrimmage exhibition. They they still use it as far as like times and stuff like that gotcha um it's kind of like set themselves up for the year but yes first official meet with other with external opponents and Mm -hmm. st olaf always puts on a great course and st olaf actually hosted the regional last year so it'll be on their home course so ladies will definitely be familiar with it and yeah should be should be a good showing and the men too like let's not let's not overshadow them like they got a good good team as well Mm -hmm. talking with coach schwamberger so i just saw them the other day running around on claremont uh, over there in their groups and their packs <laughs> and that sort of but it was interesting kind of like listening you know to the strategy kind of involved w- with running because uh, you know right me i'm just thinking just run you know just just you just run run far run fast right yeah exactly <laughs> but the strategy involved in that we're listening to these two kind of talk about how they run together you know and and the strategy involved and the little taps or the subtle you know hints that they give you there's more involved in this thing it, it truly is a it truly is a team sport whether mm-hmm. Whether people you know know it or not, like it is, you're you're as best as you you're as best as your your best runner, and mm-hmm. you have to you almost have to you know keep each other in in that pace, and right. you can string together you know a good grouping, like it pays dividends, especially when scores get added up at the end, and yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back, and we'll talk a little cross country after these quick messages. BSN Sports, a proud supporter of Blue Gold Athletics, is the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country. With more than 40 sales pros that live and service schools in every corner of Wisconsin and beyond. BSN would like to thank all of the supporters of Blue Gold Athletics that share our passion for enhancing the student experience. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives. And that's the real final score. Learn more about how BSN can save you time off the field and the court, giving you more time to impact lives of student-athletes. Contact your local BSN Sports sales pro today or visit bsnsports.com. 
burgers stacked with mushrooms on Wisconsin Swiss cheese, or piled high with smoked brisket, crispy bacon, Wisconsin Gouda, lettuce, tomato, sweet barbecue sauce, and a fried pickle, or simply topped with cheese and fried onions, Monk's Bar and Grill offers classic and gourmet burgers for lunch, dinner, and game day. Whatever you are craving, Monk's has you covered with seven locations statewide. Monk's Bar and Grill is ready for your next game day visit and is a proud partner of Wisconsin Athletics. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself because Papa John's has done it again. Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's toppings you love. Baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats all covered in melty cheese and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo, and Garden Veggie. Or get creative and build your own. Better ingredients, better pizza, now in a bowl. Papa John's. All right, we're back. Nick, myself, Dan here for the third episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. And, well, the first couple episodes, Nick, we've had coaches on. Uh, we've had a couple coaches on. And now Correct. we're going with the well, the athletes themselves direction. I'll let you introduce the, real the, superstars. the two new guests uh, that we have to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So we have uh, Christy Foreman and Morgan Dahl from Women's Cross Country starting, uh, starting their races this week. So, ladies, nice. first off, welcome into the studio. Thank you. Excited oh. to have you too, and kind yeah. of dive deep into a little bit of the world across country. And right, exactly. So I want to do a, a, just a quick background. Can you guys tell us what class you're in? How many years you, you've been with uh, at UW uh, and uh, with the, with the team and such? Um, yeah, we're both seniors. So All right. We came in fall of 2020 and. Never look back. <laughs> all right. So your final year uh, potentially with, with – yeah. all right. So uh, I got to ask because I hated running. How the heck did you guys, like, fall in love with running? That, that were you guys <laughs> – like, I, I'm just like – you know, I played football, basketball, and all that. But I did track for one year, and I couldn't stand it. Like, <laughs> how did you guys develop uh, a passion to for running and, and to be involved in cross country at the collegiate level? Um. Well, I guess I was not coordinated as a child, so – kind of found my passion with running and I don't know I guess I just from a young age I started in like elementary school okay and I just really liked being able to push myself and it was a really fun team and yeah I don't know I'm not good with playing sports with balls so gotcha that <laughs> <helps> <laughs> um I have three older siblings and they all ran so I kind of okay. just followed in their footsteps but going okay. to cross country meet since I was probably about 3 so Gotcha. So kind of in the genes a little bit too. A little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So where are you guys originally from? Um I'm from um the Madison area, a small okay. school 30 minutes east, so we were okay. D3. Gotcha. Um um, I'm from Shoreview, Minnesota. Okay. So about 15, 20 minutes outside of the Twin Cities. Okay. And I went to Mounds View High School. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, do you have one there, Nick? You were giving me a weird look. No. You always give me I a weird just, look over there. Anyway, I just, so I, I just have a million questions because the big one that I had, like you just asked, was how do you enjoy running? Yeah. Because I personally don't, still don't understand it. Um, but one of the one of the things I kind of want to dive into right away is um, your coaching staff, Dan, Chip, Marcy, the whole gang. I mean, how you, you guys have been here for four years? How how much impact have they have they had? Like, I know that's to say they've had an impact is kind of a cliche, right? Because your college coaches are always going to be you know, your biggest supporters and stuff like that. But like this crew, like in particular, how special are they? To, like to this team and to this program? Um, they really are. They make it what it is. Um, 
Like I said, we came in fall of 2020 with that. There was a lot of adjustments that had to be made so that we could even just practice. Mm -hmm. We weren't competing, but um, we had running groups that had to be 10 or less for close contact sake. Um, And we were lucky enough to have Marcy. She always runs with the freshmen, but she was our group, and she became one of our group. (laughs) She knew far more than she maybe (laughs) wanted to or needed to, and it might have got passed along to Dan naturally. But, um, no, she... She's huge. He, Dan is huge. They really, they're they're building. They have built and mm-hmm. continue to build. Just a wonderful culture here. So, yeah. Was. Um, I I just love those two and Chip. We don't have much, you know, contact with Chip as much, but he mm-hmm. does help us with our sprint drills and getting our form under control for those tough parts of the races. Um, but all three of those guys are just really big motivators and. You know, running isn't always fun, but they have a way of just making it where you want to go to practice every day and work hard, and they make it fun. And, yeah, I don't know. They've just they've really created a program that I'm going to miss a lot when, you know, we graduate here in the spring. And, mm-hmm. yeah. You guys mentioned it's fall 2020, and you make a, a good point, too. I mean, COVID and that, I mean, how – how difficult was that to, for practice? You mentioned the groups of 10 and, and close contact. I mean, how much of that was kind of a, a very difficult thing to, to grasp right away or to adjust to? Yeah, you know, um, we came off of, I mean, we didn't have our senior track season, so we were yeah. just happy to be running with people again, I think. <laughs> we couldn't go into the weight room. Everything mm-hmm. was outside. Um, yeah, we didn't necessarily interact with the whole team as much, so that group of 10 got really close. And as we've gone on, we obviously have. Mm-hmm. But um, we had a lot of time trials and just really raised everyone. Like, we didn't have anything to lose because we didn't know if there would be another. Everything was so uncertain, right. as we like to say. So Right. Yeah. Uh, how difficult is it to adjust from, like, your high school level to D3 and, and, and the college level? Was there, was there an adjustment period because – I mean, now you're going up against upper talent, right? I mean, you, you move on to the college level, you're going up against a little bit better talent. Was that a big adjustment for you guys, or, or did you notice a, any type of adjustment like that? Yeah, I feel like with anything, you know, coming to college is just such a big change in life, you know, living on your own, figuring out meals, and mm-hmm. finding new friends and people to connect with. And I, I feel like that just helps. Or Dan and Marcy just really helped kind of make that transition very smooth. In terms of running, I think Dan's training really just sets you up for success in the program. Um, he starts you off very um, just similar to not similar to high school, but he does just make the transition a lot easier. Where controlled. you're not, it's yeah. very controlled. Yeah, where you're not just thrown into these big workouts and getting injured, so to say. But then he just builds and builds and builds. So then by your senior season, you know you. Mm-hmm know the lay of the land and you're doing a little bit more intense stuff and Mm -hmm. yeah I think both Dan and Marcy make that transition very easy and doable right well and I think one of of the things is you you know you you kind of mentioned it once you you gradually kind of progress as your as your time time has been here and I think that's one of the things I've always been amazed at with Dan and even with Chip on the track side is the way they set you athletes up like for, for the because you're both on the track and field teams as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like from what from my understanding, and we we had kind of talked about it in one of the earlier episodes, is 
they want your peak to be towards the end of the year, right, at Nationals. They don't want you to peak during conference. They don't want you to peak, you know, right away at the season where it's different for, like, you know, some other sports like volleyball, football. Like, week one, you, they want you at your, at your best, right, Cause you, so you can grab those wins. Is that, I guess, is that kind of similar to high school in a sense of was were you kind of taught that same way of that's where you want to peak is towards the end of the year, or was that kind of, you know, another part of that transition into the college atmosphere? Um, I would say, I mean, she came from a bigger school. Like I said, I was D3, um, Waterloo. I had four cross-country coaches in six years, so oh. there wasn't a consistent training, really. I right. mean, it was kind of just a lot of based and just a lot of um, self-motivation. My parents kind of dabbled in there, you know. But I don't know that I really had much of a plan. Like, that is the goal, obviously, is to be peaking later on. Um, but... You kind of just, I just, I feel like I just ran as it went. I tried to race hard every time, and I guess I didn't feel necessarily that, like, end of the season, like, taper push kind of thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about your experience, though. Yeah, I feel like me personally, um, my high school coach obviously wanted to, to peak at the later parts of the season when it's most important, getting to the state meet and such, but also just me as a runner, I feel like I do find that I... You know, I need that little bit of time to, you know, get used to racing again and mm-hmm. adjusting, you know, to new schedules and stuff. So I feel like ever since high school, I kind of have had my stronger races towards the end of the season, whether I try to or not. But, <laughs> you know, it works out well that way. Mm-hmm. It seems natural. You know, I don't, I'm not sure how it is with, with other schools or, or programs, but you, I'm glad Nick asked you that because you are on the track and field teams as well with yeah. – with cross country too, so it just seems like a natural segue, right, from from cross country to to track and field there. But you know the expectations and kind of Nick was alluding to it, national champions, right? You've got you've got the hardware on there. I mean, does that kind of you know put a lot of pressure on you guys every year? Do you do you like that type of pressure because you have that bar is set so high? Do you guys talk about that? You know what what's it like to you know have a coach or, or be a part of a, a national championship team like that? Um, I think it definitely, you know, sets a really good energy for mm-hmm. the team, you know, having these goals to aspire to and having a past to kind of look back on and realize, like, how impactful this team has been throughout the years. But I don't think Dan and Marcy and Chip, they've never put a negative pressure on us, you know, that we have these big expectations to live up to. And I think just all of that combined just really helped to, like, have it just be a super positive environment to be like well look what we can do look what we have done and I think it really pushes us all to like really want to strive to be back at that place again because I think we all know deep down that we can be there again Mm -hmm. um so yeah I would say it's it's definitely not pressure in a negative way right is there any kind of different training you guys do uh between the two sports with cross country I mean it's you know I know some people like well it's running you know, but it, but there's got to be there's more to it though, right? You just you know? run far and you run fast, right? Right, right. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> but do you guys go through different types of like training. I'm I'm assuming like maybe in the winter season or, or something like that. Yeah, um, we pretty much follow Dan all the way through, um, even when track comes. Um, he has different stages of yeah. That winter training is more of just your base block, like kind of like summer, mm-hmm. where you're just building that endurance, that base that you're gonna build everything off of, and then. Um, once season starts, that's when you start the more like specific workouts and um, 
all that good jazz. But yeah, the track workouts are definitely different than the cross country ones, especially when your cross country athletes will cover from the 800 to the 10k. So right. even as cross country runners, we are like split that way into different groups and. Um, it takes a lot of tweaking, and yeah. I give him props, <laughs> that's for sure. Absolutely. Now, going into meets, and this might be a stupid question, because, again, like, I'm running. Eh, not, not, my, not my forte, not in my wheelhouse, but, like, going into a meet, like, is there, do you weigh, like, placing high versus, like, setting a PR? Do you weigh those differently? Do you, like, is it a is it a meet-by-meet basis, or is it just, you know, or is it just the fact of, you know, I race one here's what I got I just want to continue to you know improve as the year goes on yeah you know cross is really hard because every course is different so PRs are a lot harder to compare um it's definitely more of I mean I don't know that I even say it's place based kind of like you know who you should be around and it's more look at the race as a whole was your first we like to split it into three like thirds Mm -hmm. um, because it's a 6k so were you finishing that last third faster than your first two how was the structure of your race like comparatively where did you slow down and I mean we all have our weak points and it mine's usually around the two mile whereas hers I'm dragging her to the two mile so (laughs) it just depends um tracks a little bit different in that sense but um cross for sure is there you mentioned the, the different courses for cross country too? I mean, you know, a lot of it, you know, maybe golf courses where there's some hills or even in the woods. And that is that something you guys, you know, in, in sports we hear a lot about scouting. You know, kind of like looking ahead to whether it's an opponent or something like that. Do you treat the course in cross country kind of like an opponent maybe would in, mm-hmm. in like football or, or basketball in, in a sense? Um, yeah, I mean, we do. Like, I feel like every course is different, so. You know, at our blue gold home course, there are some, you know, there are hills in mm-hmm. there, and there's a big hill up to the finish line, and so I think that is something that I keep in the back of my mind, just being like, oh, like we're at this point in the race, you know, you got to tackle over that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I always enjoy cross country courses because it is something different rather than running around a track for 25 laps. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> It gives the mind something to kind of look at, but yeah. Yeah, in our weekly meetings, we go through the course map. So, yeah, kind of in a way, like highlight the hills or where you can surge or if it gets narrow, where you're going to want to get your place where you're at. You Mm -hmm. don't want to get stuck behind someone. So, um, yeah, in a way, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I got to ask because, like, when thinking back when I was in school and we'd have to run the mile for gym class or when I was in track and field and, and I'd have to run and I'd be like, in my mindset, I'm like, am I almost done? You know, like, <laughs> uh, like, how many more laps? What goes through your guys' mind when you're running? Maybe, like, long distance. Like, what are you guys thinking? Is it you, – you kind of alluded to it a little bit there, but, like, how do you – I mean, the focus, do you guys think about getting tired? Because I'm thinking about, God, I just want to finish this thing because I can't <laughs> breathe anymore. What's going through your minds, though? Because you guys are – I mean, you're at the top of your game right now. Um, that certainly does. <laughs> That's a universal. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think having a team like we do and having – we have – everyone has someone to run with. So having those big groups, like you can always pick out the Navy jersey. So just having that to run with, th- that to motivate. I mean, we train together, so, you know, at least around who you should be around. Um yeah, those negative thoughts definitely come in. Like she alluded to the 25 laps and track, that's the 10K. And um, 
you gotta you gotta stay engaged, and it's a mm-hmm. long time to stay engaged. <laughs> yeah. But um, work we work with our teammates so much, and when those negative thoughts come, we like to try and replace them with those positives. Depending, mm-hmm. it's different for everyone. Mine's usually there is no slowing down. Like you just you have to tell yourself if to believe that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like in my mind, Chrissy and I run a lot together, mm-hmm. usually throughout most of the race. Um, I feel like a lot of mine is like, oh, I need to stay with Christy, you know, because, like, we do just, like, run in pairs, you know, so I feel like a lot of times if she surges ahead, I'm like, well, I know I can be there with her, you know, because every day I'm with her in practice. But, yeah, the negative thoughts can get kind of difficult, but mm-hmm. I usually just try, you know, like, this is what I want. How are you going to feel after the race sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Is there a lot of communication that goes on during a race, or is it, like, nonverbal communication uh, a little bit? Like, what's kind of take us into, like, when you guys are on the course? Um, I feel like a lot of it is nonverbal. A lot of us like to tap our hip or butt, you know, just kind of being like, okay, get back up here. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that you can be up here with us. Um, occasionally, like, we'll, like, say a few words between us, you know, yeah. just like, let's go. You know, even passing other teams you know i feel like cross country is just a very encouraging sport that even other teams will be encouraging you as if you pass them or they pass you you know i feel like it's just a very supportive environment Mm -hmm. because everyone's in the same pain you know no (laughs) one wants to be running a 6k necessarily all the time so it's just you know like let's do this together we can do this sort of thing um, so, kind of diving a little bit into the season this year, uh, we can talk a little bit, you know, about the schedule and stuff. But Wyack once again falls around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little insider scoop that there was quite the interesting group running a pre-run last year <laughs> out at the championships. Anybody care to comment on that? Oh uh, yeah, every um, conference like weekend, the day before we run the course, so take on that opponent see what you're dealing with um we dress up we have a theme uh two years ago it was we did um disney characters yes i think so this past year it was um famous bald people (laughs) so we all got bald caps and we arranged from the rock to Um, eminem to i was Bald Britney. Oh, nice. Nice. So, yeah, we like to have fun and it kind of keeps that, like, I mean, you're going to be nervous, especially, like, every mm-hmm. team's there doing the same thing. So if we can just keep the energy light and um, we know how to race, like, at that point in the season, like, the work has been put in. Mm-hmm. So just trying to keep the energy light. So. Mm-hmm. Have you figured out what this theme's year is for, for pre-race yet? No. I, I've had some ideas. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, don't want to jump the gun too much. Well. We'll yeah. keep them inside until yeah, yeah. the time comes. But <laughs> I love that time of the year. It's just it's fun. I know some teams probably look at us and are like, "What are they doing? This is supposed to be serious." But I don't know. I feel like yeah. our philosophy is we always do better when we have fun and mm-hmm. keep it the energy super light and mm-hmm. just positive. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How difficult is it? Now this might be another stupid question, just because I, I I'm not familiar, but like weather you know you know when it's really cold and you know compared to when it's like flipping hot because it is wisconsin so it could be you know it's like 100 degrees just a few days ago it could be 40 tomorrow you know for for that 
how much does that factor in like what you guys are wearing on the course i mean i mean you know does that stuff that you guys have to how much do you pre-plan for for items like that um definitely a lot especially with the hot days um you know dan when we have our weekly meetings he's always reminding us we're going through the weather and just make sure you're hydrating and Mm -hmm. getting electrolytes in and fueling up accordingly and we were just talking about before we came in here blue gold me about two years ago and it was i don't even know how hot it was but runners were just going down left and right it was just it was a super hot day and just that dehydration can really get to you and on those days a lot of times you even have cold rags on your neck before you're running you know or sticking ice cubes in your jersey you know to keep you cool and and then nationals last year. Yeah. If you want to talk about that, I was even gonna say, and those are the days that you can't even like look at the time. You know, yeah. like, you can have a, like an idea, but it's not comparable to the blue gold last year where it was beautiful there. You know, and then yeah, you compare that to so that's the beginning of the season. To nationals is the Saturday before Thanksgiving, so you are spanning the entire Wisconsin weather in a right. season. Right. <laughs> exactly. It was 30s, maybe. Yeah. It had snowed a good foot at least in Michigan oh, and everyone and I know Morgan she hates running in leggings but it's it's that <laughs> cold where you have to like there are girls that weren't but we did so yeah leggings long sleeves mm-hmm. hats mittens I think Naomi one of our graduates I think she might have two pairs of pants on like that's but that's how she runs so yeah right. it is it's crazy. <laughs> you're, you're totally right, Morgan. Like even just going, going into like like even just photo galleries of, of years past. Like you start at Blue Gold. It's nice. It's sunny. Everybody's you know in their tank tops, shorts. You hit regionals and and nationals, and mm-hmm. there's snow on the ground. And I'm sure like there's some schools in the south that you know it's seven, it's eighty every single weekend we race. Right. And it's very consistent. But yeah, it's and like. Do you two have a preference? I mean, I know I don't know. But are, do you like running in the cold weather? Do you not like run, running in the hot? You know, I grew up in Wisconsin, so I'm kind of used to it all. I don't mind the cold, but I also I don't think the heat affects me as much. But it definitely, like, it still does. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely when we hit this 60 degree weather right now, like times just like you feel a lot smoother at the same pace that you were going a week ago when it was 90 and mm-hmm. you felt like it was a grind. So it definitely does take a toll on your body. Um, the negative 30, that's, it's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I love cross country the most out of our three seasons. It's just, I love the fall weather like mm-hmm. that, you know, fifties, sunny, that's my kind of weather. If I had to choose, I would definitely choose cold, you know, get the arm sleeves on mm-hmm. over, you know, like a 90-degree day. I don't do well in heat, and I know a lot of it's mental, but I don't, I don't, I just don't like it. Well, you can warm so. up while you're running, too, right? Yeah, you can't yeah. cool down mm-hmm. while running, exactly. essentially. So, But kind of sticking with that, I mean, you know, nutrition, I remember when I was in college, I was eating whatever, drinking whatever, you know, hitting up Water Street. Don't tell my professors that. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> but I mean, you know, with you guys being an athlete in two sports, cross country and track and field, how aware do you have to be that? Is that something your coaches kind of talk to you about? I mean, with with like your nutrition and you know, kind of being, I guess, uh, you know, aware off, you know, when you're at home or wherever you're at. How much? How big does nutrition play, or, or your, uh, I guess, food health play into to your athletics? I mean, it's huge. Um, 
as endurance athletes, like you just, you simply need a lot, a mm-hmm. lot of energy. And that's one of the things if we have a rough workout, like Daniel first asked, well, how much water did you drink today or oh, recently? And how much are you eating? Because it really does like you, you need so much energy just to achieve the mm-hmm. simply mileage that we're doing. Um, drinking comes into play like that is horrible for your recovery and sleep. And um, yeah. I mean, there's a time and place for it and it just depends on definitely time of season for sure yeah but um yeah is it hard as college i mean because you guys are in college too is it hard to have that self-control to maybe i want to go you know out for for the night with my friends or anything like that i mean because is it is it hard because i'm imagining myself it would have been hard for for me to do that and taking it one step further you know you guys cross country indoor track in the winter and then outdoor track in the spring right Mm -hmm. like three season athletes like right even even a taller Yes, it is, because um, some people will question, like, well, you're not actually getting that full college experience, mm. and I mean, I'd argue it's what you make it, but I think we have a really good culture on the team that it's not it's not judged either way. There are plenty of us that don't drink at all. We mm-hmm. might go out to the bars and not drink. We might be the DD that day, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a week by week, you right. know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like the team is just so close to that, you know, in season, a lot of us do value, you know, not drinking. And so mm-hmm. we'll do things together to, you know, to just be with each other and make college, you know, still a fun experience without that kind of aspect of partying or going out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the team culture is very positive around it too, you know, just keeping each other, you know, safe and respecting mm-hmm. each other's wishes. Right. I remember my first year playing basketball in college, I tried to carbo load before my first college practice, <laughs> puked in the locker room. <laughs> it. it was it was I don't know if you guys have seen the office. Yes. Michael mm-hmm. Scott when he carbo loads before the race, that was me. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I had the I had the pass before, that was me. Not not what he like took no, before, but it was, you know, like I was like that was not good. So. Yeah, the day before. Not yeah, the, yeah. 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 The hour Found before. that out after. <laughs> Found that out afterwards. So, um, any like quirky or special or like superstitious like pre-race rituals, Morgan? Maybe a couple. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about? Oh yeah. Um, I picked this up in college. I don't know why, but I found that when I brush my teeth right before we race i run a lot better i don't know yeah i don't know so i mean you'll see me a lot of times i'll pull my little toothbrush and toothpaste and i'm just just out there brushing my teeth and she'll start drills late just so that she can get yeah i don't (laughs) yeah i have no idea when it started like honestly but just something about having a clean mouth i guess makes me run fast that's awesome i don't have anything quite like that i am always in for a good um pre-race hug we did that a lot in high school and just get that good squeeze get the nerves out nice yeah let your teammates know you're there mm-hmm. so you stole one of my questions for the uh for the uh lightning round that's kind of what i always ask in there too so thanks nick appreciate so, that hey I, I got like i said i had a, I had a little insider i had a little insider yeah, yeah you had I a did, source so my source gave me give me yep. a couple questions to ask and <laughs> but um as far as like you know, we kind of t- talked about obviously like the Halloween tradition. Any other traditions or like rituals as a team you guys do? Because I think, kind of, I mean, from my perspective, the cross country teams, 
are just, I mean, in a sense, it can be an individual sport, right? Like you're trying to place for yourself, but at the end of the day, all your you know points get added up as a team. You all are, are very, very close as a team, and it's, it's almost just like like a family in a sense. Any other traditions or something like that that gets passed down, you know, from year to year, like the U.S. seniors are now teaching the freshmen so that in four years when they're seniors, they can pass that down? Yeah, we have, um, and I would like to say, like, yes, it is very much a team sport. I think mm-hmm. as you get older, and maybe, I mean, I don't mean to, say anything bad of the freshman but it is you're very you're worried about making the team and like how am I doing mm-hmm. but as you get older you realize like we have to we know like we have to move up because of the seniors we lost last year like it's very much team oriented but um yeah we have a lot of cheers that we do we have a couple that we do the day before a meet to get us all pumped up we'll go and run our typical pre-meet route down the trail um behind water street and we'll, mm, yep. you'll hear us cheering so if you ever are interested in that you're we're loud um <laughs> we do yeah cheers before the meet every team kind of has their little like huddle and stuff like that um what else um we do spirit buddies every meet mm-hmm. so we grab a random name out of a jar and we get that person you know a little gift like gatorade granola bar candy whatever you have and then um you write them just a little encouraging note um I don't know. I think that's just a really nice way to get to know, you know, new freshmen on right. the team and just kind of promote that bond and, you know, kind of clear some nerves, you know, just reading a little encouraging note beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you know, Nick brought up the kind of the individual sport aspect of it too, but the team, is that something that just comes naturally? Because I feel like in, you know, like when I was in high school golf too, it's it like we had individual ones, but in order for us, and even when I was in college too, playing it, you had to beat some of your teammates to qualify, you know, for for a tournament. Does that ever did that ever kind of cross your mind, or is that something that you kind of learned throughout? Like, yeah, you know what, it's still a team, you know. But was it hard to kind of maybe overcome, like, you know, not trying to, you know, I got to beat my teammate. You know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get? At? Like, no, I had I to beat my teammate to play, but I still want to. Yeah. cheer for my team sort of thing it was it was kind of hard for me initially to to kind of grasp that a little bit there is some of that because um once you get into more of that like tournament season um conferences you're top 12 and so there's 30 mm-hmm. girls so there are some spots there and then same with um regionals and nationals seven run and there's an alternate so there is that little bit of of course you want to be the ones on those teams right um but i guess as i was alluding to like ultimately what i can do to better any of them so if you're 14 15 runners 13 if they're all pushing for that 12 spot you're going to be pushing your 12 10 11 which is then going to push up like the more the like inner competitiveness is like the better your back end is the better your front's going to be so and that's hard Mm -hmm. to grasp definitely as like a freshman and underclassman it definitely comes with time right um, yeah i feel like our team is you know competitive within ourselves but Mm -hmm. it's always in a positive way of just I know that any certain day one of us could be ahead of the other and it just pushes us to be better the next week Mm -hmm. and I think in high school a lot of times it's more individually focused um as as it was for me a lot of times I loved my team but a lot of times I was looking more at PRs and more individual stuff but as I came here I just have learned that it's just so much bigger for me at least that 
I just have to do what it is for the team, and mm-hmm. I'll be happy for that because I know like we all work really hard, and everyone is deserving of any spot on the team, mm-hmm. whatever that is, you know, wherever yeah. I end up, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, um, obviously, there's there's the women's team, right? You have that family and stuff like that, but then the other side of it's you have the men's roster as well. Um, also coached by Dan Marcy, Chip, and the, or the rest of the crew. Again, very much a family feel. Mm-hmm. I, I I gotta imagine you guys are their biggest supporters, and vice versa. Is there any like competition? Because I know y'all run like different distances and stuff like that. But like, is there any like little friendly competition between the two teams, or is it is it stri- strictly just you're you're just you're just there there to support and and cheer them on? I would say probably our one little competition is usually. Um... GPA. The guys always try and uh, <laughs> love to hear that. <laughs> but, um, love to hear that. I would say it's mostly supportive. Any workouts, you're just cheering them on, and um, I mean, we all grind and go to the well every every day. So, well, not every day, but you know, every workout mm-hmm. and races, and um, yeah, I yeah. Think I f- yeah, we're just one big family, mm-hmm. which I found to be very different than my high school. We had two separate coaches for girls and boys. Um, and I just think it's so nice having one big coaching staff with the both teams because it really does make us just one big family and we want to see each other happy and, you know, achieving our goals and stuff. So it is very encouraging, you know, having that team on the field mm-hmm. or the course being able to cheer for us because, you know, all of us girls are running at the same time, so we can't cheer for one another. But with the guys there, it makes it a lot better and more motivating and then we provide the same thing to them when they're racing right did you have another one otherwise i got one more before lightning round uh just quickly when i preview the season you know second in wyack last year fourth in regionals last year kind of come into this season we bring regionals back home um so if you're not everybody out there november 11th if you're not doing anything head on out to colfax whitetail golf course we'll be we'll be running around like crazy you know, doing well. Um, goals for the season, personally, as a team. You know, what is it? What is what does twenty twenty three look like in, in your guys' scope before you guys start this weekend? Um, yeah, we would love to close that um, conference gap. I mean, lacrosse is a hard, hard competitor. Um, there, the women's team was champions in both indoor and outdoor track. So there's there's some chasing to do, but we want to try and close that gap. We know we can. Um, as far as, yeah, regionals, nationals, it's moving up in place, like, team-wise, for sure. Um, getting back, and, I mean, our regionals, there's a reason that we were fourth, and, I mean, I'm guessing you don't know necessarily how it works to make it to nationals, but only two make it automatically. And so the fact that we had four from our regionals make it, it kind of shows the competitiveness right. competitiveness of it. So um, just pushing, pushing all of them faster. So mm-hmm. I don't know, as far as you... Yeah, I think just closing those gaps, you know, in those races. Because we, we do have hard conference and regionals, so I think it is very, like, realistic for us to just close that gap and see how close we can get to them. But I think as a team, we did lose some talent, you know, from our varsity side mm-hmm. last year. We graduated some awesome seniors. And so I think, you know, kind of leaving the season last year, we are kind of, you know, being like, hey, like, we really need to step it up and then come outdoor track, I think, our squad really did that you know in the 5k 10k we really just showed our depth and 
that there are a lot of us right there within each other. And so I think coming into the season, we're all just really excited. I was talking to Dan about it yesterday, just how strong our kind of middle pack is right behind our front runner, Carolyn, you know, I think it could be any one of us and it's just making us that much better. And so I think, I don't know, Dan and I were talking about how we're kind of under the radar this year, a little less pressure, you know, I don't mind kind of being underdog. Yeah. Yeah. So to say, you know, like, and I think we're going to be really strong this year. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we get to fun questions and the lightning round sort of thing, unless you had another one, you're good. Okay. Uh, being a, co- a collegiate athlete, I mean, you guys are seniors here, and multiple sports too. Just kind of how difficult is it to manage that training, participating, yet schoolwork? You mentioned GPA, you know, mm-hmm. as, as kind of a thing that you're competing with the with the guys. For those who who don't maybe necessarily have, or never have played, you know, collegiate sports and have never kind of gone through, through this, you guys have been doing it for how many years? Some can't even do it for for a year. Some can't do it for for all. What drives you? What's What's kind of that motivating thing? And just kind of get tell us a little bit about just maybe how difficult it is to, to be doing, you know, multiple sports and still doing schoolwork and that sort of stuff. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a balance, and it takes a long time to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like to say, though, if I didn't run, like, I wouldn't be as efficient. I wouldn't, like, you learn so much time management. Um, you just have to utilize your free time. I mean... Um, we'll flex a little bit. We're both nursing majors, so oh, okay. um, yeah, the load's there. The <laughs> yeah. load is there. We have clinicals. You have to work around yeah. um, practices, and we're gonna have to work out together. And it helps to have one next to you that right. we're so close in both ways that <laughs> that it helps. But um, yeah, it gets grueling, and especially those you come to track and you're leaving on Fridays or Thursdays, and you're missing class. And mm-hmm. but I mean, the professors are really supportive of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I see, pre- you know, like Chrissy said, I think if I didn't run, I would be, I would have so much procrastination. I already do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, time management definitely is something that I've learned being in this sport. Um, also, just having that time away from school, I really value. You know, all the girls on the team are like my best friends and I just look forward to seeing them every day, and mm-hmm. it makes the day a little bit more bearable, you know? <laughs> like, not that I necessarily want to run, you know, at 3.30 after a long clinical day, but, I mean, just being able to be like, well, I'll get to see my friends and mm-hmm. get to, like, kind of forget about school for a little bit. I think it makes it a lot better, and it's just, it's, it's made school a lot more fun, mm-hmm. you know? It's just having that strong community aspect every day. Mm-hmm. A big de-stressor. Yeah. yeah. That's one of mm-hmm. Dan's, like... Well, something he always says. He's like, I want practice to be the best part of your day because it's this, it's his favorite day, part of the day. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that mindset too. Yeah. So that's I'm glad you guys kind of said that because I always thought too, like school wise, my grades were always better when I was participating in a sport. Mm-hmm. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that was just, and I think it's because you guys kind of alluded to it, the focus, you know, and the time yeah. management. Yeah. And you mentioned the procrastination. Yeah. I'm huge at that too. <laughs> so you don't have time to do yeah. that if you're, you know, in sports. You don't have time. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys ready to do a little lightning round? Sure. Uh, sure. To come up here? It's easy. Okay, yeah. simple, fun stuff. But, uh, okay, I know you guys don't have a lot of time, but what are you streaming right now if you're streaming anything? Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Is there anything you're binge-watching right now? Right now, I I love Netflix and, like, watching stuff, so I, I feel like I watch a lot of things. <laughs> um, right now, 
I love Gossip Girl. Okay. That's a good one for me. That's kind of a go-to. Um, like the new or the old one? The old, the, the old, old one. one. Okay. The old one, of course. Yes, I knew the difference too. Which yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched the new one yet, so I don't know. Otherwise, right now I'm watching um, Only Murders in the Building okay, with yep. Selena Gomez. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. That one's nice. pretty fun. Yeah. I don't watch much. <laughs> I know. Getting into football season, so watching. All right, favorite team? Time. Badgers and Packers. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> you're on the other side, yeah, right? Vikings. Exactly. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, okay, so favorite music. Do you guys have like music you listened to before a race or anything like that, or a specific genre, anything like that? Um, I love Taylor Swift. She's, oh, you're a Swifty? I am a Swifty. Okay. Went to her concert. <laughs> it was amazing. We have a lot of Swifties on the team, so I listen to her a lot. Otherwise, I also love Elvis. <laughs> Really? So I've been listening to that, yeah. Yeah, I loved the movie last summer, Austin okay. Butler. Watched it a couple, a lot of times. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I listen to that, too. Nice. <laughs> I'll listen to just about anything. Yeah. I love, um, I'll give a shout-out to Anna. She's one of our teammates. She uh, she puts together a good playlist, yeah. a good hype-up. So anytime we can listen to what she's listening to. Are you more guys of, like, the hype-up ones? I've, I know some have said, like, they like the maybe calmer type of music to, to kind of relax them before a game, or you like the you know, flow ride or whatever, you know, got to get jacked up sort of thing. Um, depends how long the bus ride is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't need to get hype two hours out. But, yeah, yeah depending on if you want to calm the nerves or just get excited. So Gotcha. It's always fun and track when we go with the throwers. They always yes. have a really great playlist. Oh, yeah. Um, they're always fun to hang out with, and they nice. know the good songs to get the energy up. <laughs> Favorite food? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm a carbs, pasta, yeah. <laughs> sweets. Mm-hmm. I try and at least take it back a little bit during season, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the pasta. That goes up during season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like like the sweet breakfast foods, like French mm-hmm. toast, chocolate chip pancakes. That's mm-hmm. always kind of a go-to. <laughs> See, good ones. Everybody is so generic on the other stuff, It's but you guys actually – thought about it i could tell you probably you know like that until you can't have it that's when you know you love it (laughs) good point good point uh what's your favorite hobby outside of you know running or 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 playing and or uh, participating in track and field and cross country um i really like going up to my cabin that's more of like a summer activity i guess but being with my friends and family otherwise here i really like baking or going and getting coffee I get a lot of that. So, what's your go-to coffee? Um, I don't know right now. I'm I am assuming like you a, put a lot of like sugar or something yeah, like that like, in there to sweet. Okay, stuff. I definitely am like a sweeter coffee yep. person. Sometimes it's too much. I love a good pumpkin spice latte. Uh, you yeah. know, hate to admit it, <laughs> no. I am I am that girl. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love board games, yard games, just okay. Turn that way, hiking reading yeah hanging out with people okay since you said reading i asked this question for everybody and they say they don't have one favorite book oh it would take me a bit i have read it's called the survival kit i've probably read that one like three or four times not usually reread so okay do you have a favorite book yeah i really like normal people it's kind of like a like yeah it was really good there's a tv show too on hulu which is really good too i think i've seen that yeah i haven't watched it but now that you said hulu Mm -hmm. i think that's where i recognized it from i'm not much of a reader though so (laughs) (laughs) favorite movie 
Um, just a big sigh. I thought these were easy fun no, questions. No, I know. <laughs> this is like, these are hard. Uh, well, I feel like I'm like a, I hyper fixate on movies a lot. So right now mine's probably Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I have not seen it. Not seen you it yet. You should go see it. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up watching Disney movies, so give okay. me any of those. Monsters, Inc., Brothers, Brother Bear. Okay. Movies, yeah. So is that where the Disney character idea came from with one of your... Uh, Either that? me or Naomi, yeah. She, yeah. All right. Favorite? Do you have a favorite Disney movie? See, I'm um, old school now. Like, I, that, Those are too new, the ones that you just really? mentioned there. Yeah. Oh, those are... I'm like Bambi era and all that stuff, you know, way back then. I would say one of those, too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Who was your biggest influence, as we start to wrap it up, biggest influence in your collegiate career right now? Or growing up as a a youngster? Man. Haven't turned this into a lightning round. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Sorry about that. No, you're good. (laughs) I feel like it's pretty basic, but, like, my family... Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. They're just some of my biggest supporters. Um, yeah, just my parents come to every meet that they can. My sister was always on the teams with me, and so being with her has been really great. And then my grandparents, they're amazing. They always, like every high school meet, they were there, and they still try and make out the trek here to Wisconsin. It's a little bit further away from them, but... Mm-hmm. Those two are just amazing, and, you know, the amount of, like, hours and miles that they put on their car just to come see me mm-hmm. and my sister run, so that's really been a big motivator for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to go family, and um, well, I'm going to flex this. My fiancé, we got engaged this <laughs> wow, summer. congratulations. <laughs> but, yes, he, I would say, is one of the most dedicated cross-country fans. He trekked the nationals trip with my parents a couple times now so nice I give him props. does he like uh, run alongside of you on the outside barriers as you're going around the course or he, is tries, just... he tries he tries <laughs> <laughs> so is he a runner too or no he was actually a wrestler for a little bit okay the university so that's okay. why i said he tries with the running nice <laughs> <laughs> well ladies thank you so much for stopping by and uh letting us get to know you uh, a little bit more yeah, best of luck you. on the upcoming seasons because you got yeah, you know, to right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So thank you so much. Best of luck, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you guys again soon. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. You got it. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast, your official UW Eau Claire Blue Golds podcast. Big thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe to the podcast for free on your favorite podcasting platforms. That way, you never miss an episode. And while you are there, don't forget to give it a good review and a five-star rating so others can find the Rollin' with the Golds podcast. For Nick Hoven, I'm Dan Casper, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of Rollin' with the Golds.